Hello, I'm Art Fuller, Ph.D., and welcome to another episode of The 5-Minute Expert, where today we're talking about infomercials. Infomercials are commercials or presentations designed to get you to immediately respond, generally by opening your wallet. One thing is for certain, infomercial makers are getting more savvy at getting us to watch or listen to their ads. In the past, say 20, 30 years ago, it was pretty apparent when you were watching a commercial. They came on late at night, a guy was pitching a product, think the Bassomatic from Saturday Night Live as advertised by Dan Aykroyd, and there were repeated asks for you to call now while supplies last. But hey, before you feel inexplicably compelled to call us, Let's hear a word of commercial appeal from this week's sponsor, the Infomercial Channel. Can't get enough of infomercials? Wish you could watch them anytime, 24-7? Well, now you can with the Infomercial Channel. Just download our handy app and start viewing your favorites. There's the classics like Get Rich Quick Schemes by Don LaPree and Carlton Sheets. Or maybe you prefer motivational or personal development infomercials. For those wanting something a little more spiritual, we have old standards by televangelists like Robert Tilton or Robert Popoff, hawking products like pens that write with holy ink or bottled water from Israel that can cure all your ailments. Yes, the infomercial channel has something for everybody. Build your list of favorites and tune us in today. An early version of the infomercial was the medicine man that traveled around the Old West selling herbal remedies. Many times they would accompany a carnival and agree to give a percentage of their profits to the local sheriff. To ensure that the medicine man didn't duck out at night without paying the sheriff his cut, the sheriff removed or collected a nut that allowed the horse team to be connected to the wagon. Once paid, he would return the nut to the wagon owner. This phrase came to be known as getting off the nut. Well, during the early days of television, most television shows were specifically created by sponsors or read manufacturers with the main goal being to sell their product. The entertainment or program was just a hook to hold audience attention. This is how soap operas got their name. These shows were sponsored by soap manufacturers. A good example of this is the early children's show, The Magic Clown, which was on NBC, which was created essentially as an advertisement for Bonomo's Turkish Taffy. The first infomercial for a commercial product, a Vitamix blender, was recorded in 1949 with its first broadcast being in early 1950. Well, eventually, limits were imposed by the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, on the amount of advertising that could appear during an hour of television. And that did away with many of these programs and forced sponsors into the background. But in 1981, the FCC reversed its ruling on program length where it concerned radio ads and followed it with a repeal of the television regulations in 1984, which was signed by President Reagan. After this, the number of infomercials exploded. 
Within 10 years, 90% of all TV stations were carrying infomercials. Initially, many of these infomercials were scheduled in the late night, early morning hours. But as stations found value in airing them at other times, a large percentage of infomercial spending started occurring in the early morning, daytime, and even primetime periods. Many of these infomercials became the actual program or show itself. They were hosted by a celebrity who was assisted by a professional product demonstrator or pitchman. Many broadcasters started airing infomercials in lieu of paying for syndicated reruns or movies because it was cheaper and generated more revenue. The downside was the stations generally got fewer viewers because not everyone wants to watch endless product pitches. Now, infomercials work because of two human factors or behaviors, need and greed. If I can demonstrate you really need something, be it slicer, dicer, or exerciser, and can offer it what seems like a steal of a price, you'll probably buy it. A great movie to watch and one that I reviewed preparing for this episode is Pitch People. It tells the story of how TV was basically created to sell products and how pitch men who had been hawking their wares on the boardwalks of the East Coast eventually found their way onto television. One of the greatest infomercial pitch men was Ron Popeil. Ron came by it honestly as his uncle and dad were both pitch men. Ron's father was also a manufacturer of numerous kitchen gadgets, all of which ended in Matic, i.e. the Chopomatic, the Vegomatic, which was later replaced by the Dialomatic. Well, Ron ended up forming his own company, which he called Ronco, in 1964. The invention of the Chopomatic caused a problem that led to the entrance of Ron Popeil becoming a TV personality. The Chopomatic was so efficient at chopping vegetables that it was impractical for salesmen to carry all the vegetables needed for the demonstrations over the course of a day. The solution was to tape the demonstration. Once the demonstration was taped, it was a short step to broadcasting it as a infomercial. Infomercials and Popeil have been endlessly poked fun at in popular culture. We mentioned the Saturday Night Live episode where Dan Aykroyd demonstrates the Bassomatic, but Papil shows up in numerous other programs including The X-Files, Futurama, King of the Hill, VeggieTales, The Daily Show, and The West Wing. Infomercials are being used for all kinds of programming nowadays. Political candidates and parties regularly buy primetime programming slots to present infomercial-like programs touting a candidate's merits. Children's programs even got into the act when animated series like Transformers, My Little Pony, and GoBots were determined to be essentially half-hour commercials for these toys. Lots of studies have been done regarding infomercial effectiveness, time slots, testimonials, expert comments, and product demonstrations. Most research backs up common sense. The best time of day avoids prime time when there's too much competition for viewer attention. 
Well, Larry, what have you got for us from the peanut gallery today? Billy Mays of Pittsburgh, PA, emailed us to say, Hi, Billy Mays here. There's not a lot of the old-time pitchmen around anymore. I was taught to sell by the old-timers. These new infomercials are killing the real pitchmen. No pun intended. Billy, thanks for sharing your perspective on pitching and infomercials. We remember you doing pitches for products like OxyGlow and Orange Clean. Larry, this is kind of a side note, but I don't know how you got an email from Billy Mays considering he's been dead for 13 years. I'm not even sure I want to know. Anyway, folks, tell one person about the podcast today. You'll be glad you did.